0: And good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to The Spoken Metal Show. Today's guest is Kitty Staunton from Novacrow. Been waiting to sit down with Kitty and have a conversation for a while. Kitty is the guitar player, songwriter, vocalist for Novacrow and I, I will put some links to Novacrow as well naturally in the, uh, in the uh, on the podcast as well. Really good to sit down with Kitty, found out a lot of stuff I didn't, didn't know. She's reviewed music and done the whole journalist side of it as well. Really eloquently speak about speaks about metal as well which was was interesting really a unique perspective about kind of how to present yourself and how to be professional and what have you we also talk about kind of you know the elephants in the room about kind of the, the conversation about female fronted metal and what it's like to be to be female in a in a, in a metal in a metal world and, and and that was interesting as well something that a lot of people had raised and talked to me about and come up in a lot of conversations it was good to get kitty's perspective the last episode we, we had with, with david lopan was really well received really well received and and it was great a really good insight there and that's what I'm going to kind of try and get a pull different sort of things to uh, different sort of guests uh, together so the next two that are set up for next week which will announce sort of tomorrow and the day after is really uh, me kind of looking at all kind of aspects people who do things that are not metal related but are metal fans if that makes sense which I found is really useful hopefully you'll find that the quality of these shows are improving slightly not the quality of my questions certainly not but they're definitely the quality of the the records are slightly starting to improve as always please suggest and comments and like and all that all the good stuff stuff i always say that i shouldn't mention that but but it looks like no one's getting to see these things if people don't comment and they don't share these things and and unlike and, and all the rest of it. it seems like it doesn't it doesn't it just kind of doesn't get out there it has only the same sort of smaller circle and i think that a lot of people would enjoy this show so if you do think that someone would enjoy the show as always suggested to them and and, and offer to, to like the show and what have you and comments and subscribe on youtube and all that other other really nice stuff it's just going to help us get get this show out there and get people hearing it there's a lot a lot of social media out there at the moment there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of shows out there and there's a lot of noise as well so it's difficult to kind of stand out from that but these shows I think are getting really nice feedback and people are enjoying them and that's all I really ever wanted to do so without further ado let's let's get straight into it this is Kitty stone from Novacro which is going to be uh keeping me alive today <laughs> <laughs> so I'm with uh, Kitty stone and um, fantastic got you on the show eventually Woo! Um, met, met on the uh, at the uh, the metal um, conference uh, ended up talking the ears off each other about touring in Europe and what have you so kind of essential we get we get Kitty on how are
1: you doing today I am good I am bored and (laughs) I'm so happy to have plans today (laughs) something to do yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah. I suppose I suppose you should really start by saying congratulations because Kitty recently got engaged oh
1: yeah that's outstanding went to Japan or something yes it's in Japan it's awesome. Excellent. Shame we can't celebrate for a while like. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no
0: Farsi, he's not yet So the way we normally do this is we normally talk about kind of the, the beginnings for you So for you, in terms of music, uh, what is the first kind of music you're hearing? It might not be metal, but what's the first kind of music you're hearing?
1: Oh, ever Well, mm-hmm. uh, I guess I picked up quite a lot from my dad's taste And he's got like a big diverse range, like a lot sure. of Sex Pistols, definitely Okay (laughs) But um, I remember really loving Nirvana Right uh, Attaching quite a lot to that And that got me into uh, figuring out how to play guitar yeah. Because it's quite a good simple starting point because it's yeah. made it like power chords but um yeah from that everything just exploded I guess.
0: <laughs> so you, you, I, it's often we hear this where the the parents are often the the catalyst for people listening yeah. to music was you was your dad a musician as well or did you just um,
1: to casually yeah. yeah I think like uh, and it was good because it meant there was a guitar in the house. So. I was going to say cause that kind of
0: segue. <laughs> so for those that aren't, aren't aware, and I would suggest that I'll put links on on the podcast as well that people ch- check out. Check out the band, and we'll talk about that yes. a little bit later on. But you sing and play guitar. Uh, yeah. So you, did your dad kind of pull out like Nirvana, or was it Bleach, or was it Nevermind? Or
1: um, I wouldn't say it was deliberately pulled out as like a listen to this, but it was definitely played <laughs> uh, a lot. Yeah. Um. A mix of the albums and Unplugged in New York a lot, which okay. I still absolutely adore. Like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. such a fantastic album.
0: Yeah. So then you're listening to, to this and then was it very quickly you were like, I need to make the sounds on that record as well? Was that um, quick then?
1: I think, I can't remember when I started. I, I always wanted to make music from yes. when I was absolutely tiny. Like, or, and, and guitar was the easiest option because we had yeah. a guitar. So I, I learned it mainly as a tool for songwriting which Mm. it it basically still is for me now like i do i do thoroughly enjoy playing guitar but i I kind of have no interest in becoming like staggeringly amazing i I like it as a songwriting (laughs) tool it's a
0: means to an end yeah it's a useful tool in the box to have like yeah yeah. so did you uh, did your dad and your parents and that did they encourage you did they kind of go okay yeah let's go let's go with that like you know
1: well uh, yeah i mean i well i taught myself and i just right. hold myself up in the little spare room basically for like plunking away, plunking yeah away. <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much i like um i enjoy teaching myself mm. and setting my mind to a sort of challenge like that so yeah it was it was definitely a hit and miss like trial and error
0: (laughs) with with nirvana with nirvana that band then that you got everything that they did you consumed everything that they put out yeah
1: definitely definitely so how were you doing that
0: were you going out and buying records or were you listening online or what was it
1: uh, a bit of both. I th- we had all of the CDs in, and I was definitely one of those like hardcore fan girls. That then the entire room was, of course, posted with yeah. everything yeah. Nirvana of
0: and stuff. Like, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: pretty much. And then uh, it kind of moved from just Nirvana to like the. I, I had like a heavy goth phase immediately okay. after. So because...
0: how did the goth phase sneak in there then? Well,
1: because uh, I'm from the Midlands, okay. and uh, at the time, like like because it is very metal centric there yeah and um, there was a thriving goth scene but um, it made it made a lot of sense to me i was already weird but like <laughs> because technically it just when it made I,
0: sense
1: yeah. yeah when i was a little kid <laughs> the first gig i ever went to was s club 7 and then the next okay. gig that i went to was cradle of Film <laughs> so... that's, that's that's both ends of the spectrum <laughs> yeah. so i would say like yeah you can't mix them up Pretty
0: much. Did you, so when you went, like your first sort of shows that you're going to, you go into, you kind of, yeah. you must have been really kind of like, I need to see live music now. Yes. Was that kind of really a fire that got lit? There? Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like um, from when I was about 13 onwards, I did not stop going to gigs. Yeah. And um, I started reviewing quite early as well. Okay. So before I was playing in a band, uh, I reviewed live shows. Right. constantly and there was always like because uh wolverhampton there's just a steady stream of, a great... lot of
0: places and a lot of, yeah it's, it's on yeah. the uh, it's on the touring cycle forever. oh yeah you know and yeah. it's all these
1: like medium-sized venues that are perfect because like it's still quite intimate shows for like bigger bands but it was just like and it's so close to birmingham as well like honestly it was like at, at least a gig a week yeah well, I never knew that about yourself. So
0: you kind of started reviewing. How did that happen? How did you get into the right, right?
1: Uh, I wanted a, an excuse to get to go to gigs <laughs> for free, if anything. Um, and I and I got free music as well to uh, review. But yeah. I was doing that from when I was about 14. But it's great because yes. I got so many shows yeah. for free. And I got yeah, to meet yeah. like tons of really cool people, which is especially great because like it's a, uh, so, like, treasured opportunities really yeah but it was, yeah. it was great as well because um i think by the time because i always knew i wanted to get into music myself there was a lot of things that because i'd review so many bands i'd be like i know what i don't want to be like yeah yeah, yeah. well there,
0: there's two kind of prongs to that the first is that because you uh review and interview bands you kind of go behind the scenes which yeah. is something that, some, that a lot of people never see and you can see they're like the the workings of the machine, how yeah. you know something as simple as how a guest list actually works, and how, what you know how a rider works, and that you, you get a real kind of window into into the real life of what it's like to be in a band. The Definitely. long time between sound checks, the sitting round, the nothing going on, the search for food and somewhere to have a shower. <laughs> yeah, and these are many, You get to see that, like, and it both. I imagine lit a fire for you to be in a band, but also kind of was like, oh shit, I didn't realize some aspect <laughs> of uh, of that. Um, and then you get the other side of it as well, where it's like, OK, I know when someone's being a dickhead or I know when someone's not being good or they're not, they're not working well, I'm not going to be that person. I'm going to avoid that pitfall. Yeah. I used to review music as well. And, and you did get sent some great stuff, but you also got sent some absolutely terrible things <laughs> yeah. that were people's entire life's work. You know, they were like, this, yeah, it's my album. I spent two years recording. And you're like, it's awful. You know what? It's not. <laughs> so did you find who did you write for? Did you write on, was it online?
1: Uh, There's a a couple of different ones, actually. But uh, I won't drop names in. Oh, okay. Rival. uh... (laughs) No, but um, there there was a mix of stuff. um, Because I do, like, a big range of musical styles anyway. Okay, okay. But, yeah, you do get a a mixed bag. If anything, it was one of the main reasons why I really didn't want to be in a pretentious metal band. (laughs) There's some out there. There's
0: some out there, Oh, my
1: God. Because once (laughs) you've reviewed, like endless endless (laughs) versions of the same where you you can hear bless them where you can really hear the point when they've gone right I need to make this bit more complicated and less enjoyable to listen to for the sake of being like you know oh yes it's incredibly difficult to play and you're like yeah and it sucks i've listened, I've listened
0: <laughs> to a lot of uh, experimental projects and you're yeah. like that should have stayed an experiment and Definitely. You should, the, the, the result from it the experiment is that shouldn't have been recorded there uh, that's Definitely. what should have happened yeah i i got to a lot of that and it did when i when i became in a band it did inform Kind of how I was going to act And certainly like a press release I thought differently yeah. about it You know and, and kind of how I presented the album And how I presented myself When I talked to uh, talked to someone within the business You know And certainly
1: Definitely. So
0: who was the, Here's an interesting switch Who was the first person you sat down and interviewed them? Um,
1: the, oh in fact the first one that I interviewed Was a band called Die so Fluid Which I absolutely I so love yeah. yeah yeah I know that. yeah And then weirdly like a few years later With my first band our first gig was supporting them. I don't know how I like managed to blag yes. that one. That is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: So what I'm thinking is, what was the first uh, time? Do you remember then when you got interviewed when it was oh. the Revenants?
1: That it would have been a couple of years ago, and yeah. it would have been good if it was Daiso Fluid for some reason. That would have like it nice, was sort just of complete strange. Complete like, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. but it's what what happens is, and certainly when I and I first got interviewed. Uh, being on the other side of it I was like kind of there's a part of my brain that was like be careful saying this make sure you say that don't say (laughs) this I I found I was like really well versed in doing it so when so how long did it go from you going to shows and interviewing and reviewing and stuff how long did it go for you going okay I actually want to play music with other people now
1: I think um I'm trying to remember what age I was Where like I was always trying to rope people into band projects from like basically the (laughs) second I could play guitar yeah um i think i would i was solidly playing in a band from about 15 jesus like different ones so like I, it was it was both together kind of i would continue to interview
0: mm. yeah you can't do and tandem did the same thing
1: yeah and yeah so i've been doing sort of youtube videos as well so like i've j- it, again since i was about 14 or 15 so it's like just constantly yeah. stir in the pot <laughs> what was what was the first sort of bands then was
0: it that you were in was it like with this similar sort of music to what you're doing now you're yeah it, miles
1: away? it was a proper like cheesy now but <laughs> but, but like you know p- perfectly fine first band i was yeah. in called the beautiful infinite and we used to play a lot that's in... not a bad name that's not a bad name
0: i never I liked that... the
1: name but no uh... one ever
0: likes the first band's name but uh,
1: i ended up moving to liverpool yeah. so that that one kind of um ended but i had a really good fun time doing that and again cuz we were in Wolverhampton like there's so many good venues of a yes. sort like and there's loads of opportunities there which we find quite difficult here cuz like in terms of getting support slots there's not that many bands that tour here that yeah. would be like an applicable fit whereas mm. like honestly in in Volvo like obviously not now but <laughs> uh, Not right uh, now, but yeah. Especially the time that we were playing, like there was a really good um, Mm. thriving scene where people would come out to check out new music, but also plenty of bands. Towards you'd get chances to like um, play with bigger musicians. Yeah,
0: because that's the that's the. I will get onto this a little bit later, but certainly it's something we're talking about a little bit now. Is the that's the whole essence of a scene. So what's meant to happen is you're meant to be on a tour cycle or a run where. You'll occasionally see bands, mid-level to higher-level bands, but bands that you have an opportunity to really catch viscerally live, even talk to them. You know, if you're, if you're a guitar player, look at the guitar that he's using and the amps and the setups he's using. If you're a drummer, see drum setups. You get to see that. You get a real window into the world. And then once they've up and fucked off, you also see other bands because that encourages other bands to do the same. Then those yes. bands support those bands, and it becomes this nice whirling sort of scene and catalyst but then what happens if, that, if, if the bands aren't coming through is you don't get that kind of yeah. window and opportunity, so bands kind of stagnate and stay at a level that really kind of gets go up. Because what happens is, and I'm sure you'll have found this, is that when you do support these bands, if you are you know a, a nice person, if you're good to work with, they'll take you out on tour or you'll, or you'll yeah. get a, a buy on. And it all kind of, it's one of the many rivers that runs into the ocean of a scene, if you, if you will. Um, so when you came to Liverpool, did you find that that was much uh, much less the case?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those, like, because maybe I'm like, you um, know, like rose-tinted glasses looking back. But um, yeah. it's, I think it's a very different music scene in Liverpool, which mm. obviously means, because it's like a different sort of style, there isn't as many, well... Uh, for example, like when we've put on gigs here, it's been often quite difficult to think of like appropriate local bands only mm. because I think there's a lot less generally speaking like metal or rock music mm. like I think
0: yeah yeah, I think there's definitely some 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 elements of truth to that, I think as well there's also the the really or uh, uh, sort of dirty secret is that the um a lot of the bands are there. They choose just to not play around here because there's more opportunity in Manchester, you know, um, uh, Birmingham, as we say. And they yeah. ch- There's a couple of bands that I've discovered that literally, like, don't live many, many, many miles away from me, but they choose not to use this as their platform because there's not uh, that many bands coming through. You know, a lot of uh, US yeah. bands or US metal bands will choose to play Manchester or Wales before they will play like, play Liverpool. And it's a real problem. It's a real yeah.
1: problem. I think as well, like... Um... It's it's difficult because venues around here are quite expensive. Mm. So I think promoters and then it also people like promote every so often. It's mm. difficult because if you kind of swing and miss and completely misjudge the amount of ticket sales, yeah, you you it's more of an actual financial loss. Yeah, so yeah it's a very it's,
0: much a tight report.
1: Yeah, yeah, because like it, you're not talking like fifty quid to rent out a room or anything. A lot of it is like you're you're paying. Because you need to cover the room costs, the band costs, the staff, mm. uh, the promotional costs. Like already, it's it's difficult, mm. and it, it, I think it's that lack of like safety net for a lot of the cases here. Yeah,
0: it's such a big risk. It's like, well, you know, it's it, it's it's a lot to invest to and even yeah. when it goes well, even when you, you it works, and as a promoter you come off not in the minus, so to speak, it's still. That's still a lot to risk yeah. for, vir- for virtually nothing. For you know, it's it's not a very good business model, is what I'm yeah. saying. You know, uh, the, so before we go, um, we'll delve deeper into that. So, when did you first kind of start to go and play live yourself, actually, out in front of an audience?
1: About when I was about 15.
0: <laughs> that's staggering to me. That I think my first show, I think about it, was 17 or 18. But yeah, 15. Yeah. That's that's ridiculously young to play. No, I th- it
1: it would have been, f- it, yeah. 15, 16-ish, somewhere around there But like yeah. No, I always, I've always just loved it Yeah
0: like, Did you, did you play, play guitar and sing And, and all yeah. the bands okay. So do you remember the first time you go out And there's a crowd of people And you play a selection of songs for them
1: Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, because yeah, that was the one supporting Dice Fluids. So Fluid And I remember oh, I was sorry, re- yeah, yeah. really was nervous okay. Yeah, I was yeah. nervous But then I thoroughly enjoyed it anyway
0: Do you so. remember the first round of applause That comes back? Was that was that something that you can remember? Do you remember the, uh, the the interaction should I say
1: v- yeah vaguely I think uh, it's funny because for the first few early years, I hated the banter part, like I hated oh, yeah. the talking between songs, yeah. whereas now I absolutely yeah. love it, and it's a big it's funny yeah it's a big like i love. I think that's, that, that's, 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 that's probably <laughs> a, a Comfortability
0: thing isn't it if that's yeah. even a word Is that when you first start off uh, And this is a fallacy that I think a lot of front people d- Don't get when they first start off Do you think that there's a checklist of things That they have to say yeah. Like you, you have to say this, you have to thank the band that was on Before, you have to mention your Facebook You have to mention your da 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 And the problem with that is, is because if it's a list It comes across as a list as well Because yeah. you're okay, well this, they played The first song, they're, they're going to have to tell everybody Who they are and it becomes really kind of uh, disingenuous and kind of really kind of contrived. Like whereas, like you say, once you're more comfortable with the crowd, you can have that banter, you can react to yeah. something that someone says, and then that's much shit. better. Yeah, yeah.
1: chatting that, shit is what it's that, all
0: about, and that makes that gig unique. Yeah, it makes that because it holds it to that one thing. When someone kind of heckles you or whatever, God forbid, you Yes, so, <laughs>
1: I love being heckled.
0: I, 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 was I did the uh, the metal to the masses, and I, I was heckled a few times. I fucking love it because yeah. it means that they're out there, someone's listening, and that's that is the only goal for me that someone actually listens. Hell yeah! So when, so when you when you start playing live, and you come off you come off stage, and you realise you can actually play a set of music to people. <laughs> <laughs> when, did you have that moment where you're like I can do this, was that straight away Or did you? were your first couple of shows you're like I don't know if I can do this, I need to work this out Do I need to just sing, do I need to just play guitar Did,
1: did you have I, any doubts? I, uh, I think it was more just I wanted to persevere and do it I think it was yeah. just one of those of just like Welp, I'm in it now I I'm like it
0: I'm
1: doing it now And I'm pretty Like if I get my head sort of stuck in an idea, I'll definitely okay be like, "Right, stubborn.
0: Kitty, it's okay to say you're stubborn That's a positive trait. Yeah,
1: this is a positive
0: trait. So then, how long before we get to the the the, the current band, Overcrow? How, how yeah. long do we get to that then?
1: That would have been, I think, we started in about 2013, like the end of 2013, mm. and it started off more as like a co- sort of casual project, and then. Yeah that was definitely more of the more it was picking up we were like oh hello let's uh it's working yeah Yeah, yeah. it's one of those where like we we were always getting invited back to places and then getting other shows from that and people were spreading like good words so it just meant that like we we weren't looking for gigs we were always being booked yeah so at that point we were like oh hello." Yeah this this
0: works let's just yeah let's keep going did you kind of it sounds like that you used a lot of the stuff that you'd learned previously through reviewing with smaller bands stuff that you you'd, you'd use that to kind of and input it that into yeah, overcrew like yeah and it, and it, and it like so that kind of gravitated out to like how you acted around other bands and stuff and that's why clearly you got a really good reputation you know because they were like okay these are professional and you know after work and stuff like that yeah
1: <laughs> i wouldn't say professional i think people remember <laughs> us because we are odd <laughs> okay okay yeah I, know, yeah, yeah I know we've got a good reputation with bands of like um we get the crowd going even if it's absolutely dead or yeah. they're, like, just lifeless, sort of, it, I, I, inject I, a bit of love <laughs> I've,
0: I've not seen you live yet, to, to my detriment, We were talking about when you were playing shows And we've kind of missed yeah. each other doing bits and pieces But from what I get from the, the, the music and stuff It's uh, very, um, I don't think, confrontational is the wrong word But I think that you definitely, what you put out there You're forced to, to watch it and and, and take that and come up with an opinion <laughs> And you're forcing out because you're not you're not on the fence at all. It's very no. much like this is this is the thing that we're doing, and you can like it or you're not liking it, but you are listening.
1: Yeah, that is pretty much you know, talking point over quality was our original uh, motto. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, um,
0: it, it sounds like we're doing a disservice. I think the band's ace. Like I think they're really good. You. Like you know. So do, do you remember going out of town? Do you remember that first sort of land yeah. journeys Do you remember them?
1: Oh yeah, like it. They came in quite early. I think. A good thing for us is because I had all like all of the Wolverhampton connections. Yeah. It meant we were able to get like shows outside of our area pretty quickly because it was like, yeah. oh, we'll hop to there, and then people would yeah. see us from that because yeah. we supported um, Green Jello in Wolverhampton like quite early on, and they were. <laughs> <amazed>. <laughs> and there's gonna like...
0: be there's gonna be some people listening. Because that's a pull that is That's a deep yeah. pull That will not know who who they are and, Exactly uh, They were the first kind of joke metal band Yeah I suppose maybe Like gua, punk but yeah. yeah Yeah And they did like They did like a song called Three Little Pigs Yes And and I remember that Blowing my tiny mind When I yeah. first kind of Yeah Because I was like This is a This is unbelievably kind of like It's a joke It's essentially a joke Metal band But it's like It's really heavy as well Yeah Um, And you supported them That's an interesting joke Yeah and I got
1: to wear The uh, wolf mask For three (laughs) years So Happy day
0: Jobs You can retire now That's it You've won You've won So then those first sort of outings to other sort of scenes, were they were as far as London or as far as Scotland? Was it were they quite far, far afield yet?
1: I think uh, the early ones were definitely more around the Midlands towards mm. Liverpool. But I th- yeah. I th- we we got one in like somewhere near Hull quite early on and that okay. was a bit out of the way. Yeah. And I remember because uh, our guitarist got ill and he was the one with the car. So we had to get like <laughs> his brother to drive us all the way there and back in like one night. But that Jesus. was a good gig. Yeah.
0: The people don't realize the road miles.
1: When, yeah. you're, when, you're, when you're struggling, by, even when, you, when you're a band
0: that's made it and your tour booker books you around on a tour, <laughs> they don't fuck it. Tour bookers don't. Your booker doesn't look at a map. Sure. Yeah. map. And the amount of miles I must have done. In in like I, I wish I re- like I I was pre sort of mobile phone sort of days when yeah. I was touring. I I I, I looked a couple. Of, I had a couple of like ticket stubs and stuff and posters. Some of the distances I yeah. I fucking covered were ridiculous. <laughs> like especially when we got to Europe. So then when you're kind of doing this and it, and it's working and you're like looking at each other and going, "This is working. This is we we could do this." Did you feel at any point that you started to move to the next level where you became kind of a real? sort of focused band yeah. a focused act did
1: you find them there would have been a specific moment I, I can't exactly remember the sort of light bulb over the head but it, yeah, yeah it was definitely we started focusing a lot more on like uh getting oh, picking the shows that we knew would really benefit us because there was yeah. there's certainly uh sort of in the after the first year or so there was a patch where we were just gigging absolutely endlessly all the time yeah and like we still we still gig a lot now not in the current climate and we were deliberately like oh we won't book a few shows for a bit so we can work on material and that's kind Mm -hmm. of like I mean it's sort of work because we've all got a lot of time but we haven't we're not able to like meet up particularly which is a pain yeah but um it, it it's one of those where balancing it with day jobs but cutting hours so that you can get more time to do the band and stuff it's like it is a balancing act but it's certainly a a serious factor into everything yeah yeah we've definitely been treating it seriously now yeah
0: it's uh, there's there's two sort of interesting things there as well you bring up one is that a lot of musicians even in full-time bands if you will have day jobs yeah um i have a friend he's in a very well-known us rock band that shall remain nameless but his job when he's off the road is he's a bouncer at a strip yeah. club and <laughs> he has to book time off. And this is a well-known US rock band. And you're like, yeah. you don't earn enough money from this? no.
1: And, and they don't. They, the People don't. He has to book time off for, to go on, yeah. on a world tour. That's to the thing. Off. You've got to be realistic because now yeah. it is so much harder to make a living. Yeah. Like, it is staggeringly unfair Especially now, oh my God! So many people are going to be like absolutely screwed. I've seen tons of musicians doing like live shows, offering like music lessons over Skype and stuff. Because you just like Mm. shit—that's like their income. Yeah, well, it's like
0: you know, there's a lot of sort of levels to that. Yeah. The the first level for me is that I have an enormous amount of friends that are crew and stage managers and tour crew and stuff like that. And it and literally gone. It's literally yeah. gone straight away. And tours that, like, I had a friend who was doing um, the, the pre-production on a show that's going to go for a year and a half. And yeah. he, fl- he flies out to, to another country to get started on the first show of the tour. The minute he lands, he's like, by the way, this virus pandemic has broke out. That's it. And he's like, oh, this show's cancelled. He's no, this tour's cancelled. Yeah. That's a year and a half of prep uh, and tour. Yeah. Gone. And so there's that level of the actual sort of mechanics of the people that work within the business. But then there's the other level of these places that are like these smaller venues, these like yeah. five hundred, six hundred cap venues. They they can't survive this barren period. There's no of coming course. through the door. They can't live stream something that's not there. That's and awful. so they all go, and you think, w- w- are they going to be back when we all when, when things are in inverted coming back to normal? And then you've got musicians where you're like, well. You were a musician. It was struggling anyway. All musicians are struggling, and it, it's struggling anyway. And then someone goes, "By the way, you, the only means that you were getting any kind of money to pay yeah. for studio time or whatever is gone." The, the fear is definitely what's going to look. It look like after this, and who's going to survive?
1: And how yeah. long is it going to take for anything that's, like inc- right, obviously a gig is going to count as a mass gathering, isn't it? Yeah. We're not going to get festivals for years. It's going to suck. No. So we had like,
0: you know, Hellfest has just been yeah. cancelled. Uh, you know, it's, I hope it doesn't, but it looks like Bloodstock, you know, got, yeah. that seems, that seems a million miles away, but it's going to be here tomorrow. And you think yeah you think we're last on the we're not let's let's face it musicians aren't as important as as as, as we're not essential workers yeah exactly so we're yeah. we're going to be the last people to kind of come back what's interesting is though um uh, from this and i always try and spin things to to as positively as i can do the the other side of this is that hopefully there'll be a realization that um the, the arts and music and live shows are really really important yeah it was definitely. on its off before now if people realize that you know I, I can't remember the last time last weekend this is good friday weekend and i would have been at two or three shows sometimes yeah. in, in one day and it was such a part of what i did to take it away now it seems like there's something missing
1: no definitely like um because we went on holiday for two weeks and then we came yeah. back and had to adhere to like the quarantine cuz you came then, from Japan
0: yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: and then everyone got forced into it obviously mm. so like it's been i think we're on week 3 or 4 and it something feels like, like a... literally like years and yeah. we've gone from having like it's rare that we ever have a weekend where there's no plans cuz like usually we're gigging and if yeah. we're not gigging we're doing something for the band slash catching up with people because we've locked them in because there's yeah. no gig and it's just yeah. gone from that to being like Huh? Nothing.
0: What what happens now? And, that's, yeah. and, I, and, and I think it's been it's been interesting because I just talked about this with a couple of other people on, on a couple of other shows. We thought that the next sort of change in music was going to come from an, a, a Nirvana and a Kerr and like what grunge did to eighties metal. We thought that was going like what new metal did for, for that. The yeah. change is actually coming from the pandemic because now yeah. people are going. People are going. Okay, well, I haven't. I don't know how to stream. I don't know how to do this. I'm going to have to learn so yeah. I can do that. And I think it's been a, quite a scary moment for some of the, the 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 bands that were like technology kind of scared. You know, yeah. they were like, you know, okay, um, I what is a stream? What you what what is the, the social media devices? Yeah. Unfortunately, some of them have kind of gone. Oh shit, we need to do this now, <laughs> and we need to kind of get onto that. And some are going to get lost. There'll be some that will that haven't used technology and social yeah. media. And a and a lost, and you just see them because they're very obvious by their absence that they've got yeah. no profile, you know. So I mean, what did you do as a band when, when this happened? Did you think because you're you know you you're quite tech savvy, you know, you you did yeah. YouTube it? Did you figure into that? Did you think we must do something?
1: Well, we didn't have much time to prepare yeah. in a way because we were away, and then we literally was it was like a few mm. days later, just like oh shit but. um the good thing is because we're working on like obviously with like uh cloud services it means we're still able to work on material more as a yeah. sort of like pass the parcel of yeah what do you this. think of
0: this and yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and um it's good because at least we've got time to write even if it's a bit yeah horrifyingly long amount of time <laughs> see, see here's here's the
0: other here's the other thing and if you're not uh, like uh, someone who's wrote a song or anything like that this, yeah. this this is something that might be new to you so in order to write songs you have to have experiences yeah you can't write things in a vacuum a lot of the time oh that is true yeah you know it's like it, it's like the you know you can't write a song about something that happened if it didn't happen you can a little bit but basically you have to have these life experiences to kind of you, know, you have to break up with someone you have to fall in love with yeah. someone you have to have a fight you have to uh, you know do this do that you have to get like you know all these kind of things have to happen to you for kind of be an explosion of, of experience without them stuck in a house. Yeah. You can only write from your memories.
1: There is going to be so many cliched like. Oh, is traps. there ever? Isolation. <laughs> <laughs> so, but,
0: and the thing is like metals, metals are staple for talking about yeah. isolation and talking about <laughs> viruses and stuff. You, know, Your average 80s fan <laughs> was doing, yeah. oh, doing all that, you know. But the thing is that, like, people go, okay, well, every musician should be just fucking sitting there writing a bunch of songs. They should be. They should be. Yeah, I, it I doesn't can't work do like
1: that. that, though. It's not but, a
0: tap. <laughs> yeah, you don't just go, okay, like, switch that tap on now. Yeah. No, no, creativity doesn't work like that. What I will say yeah. is every, every person needs to be at least working out. And I don't mean gym working out. I mean, they should be, if they play the guitar, learning another Thing on the guitar yeah. you know Vocally practice and stay in, in, it's
1: staying In a smash oh, fit yeah. a little there's bit like you know some, There are going to be some poor vocalists After oh yeah yeah. It's different like with guitar at least There's a lot of muscle memory if you don't sing for Six months you won't yeah. Be shit <laughs> Yeah yeah no but that's that's the thing Like you know
0: just it's interesting how Muscle memory helps guitar like I can Hold a guitar now and, and fret a C chord without even looking And yes. that's amazing But if I go to sing And sing something that's slightly <laughs> out of my coverage If I haven't warmed up or yeah, yeah. that That's not going to happen, it's a clamp for, for guaranteed, like, you know
1: I think it's interesting what you're saying as well about Lyrical um ideas Because mm. I like, I enjoy writing a lot of songs Based on fiction, because like We've got yeah. a track about robbing a bank I ain't done that, there's one yeah, about yeah. werewolves I ain't done that But yeah. um part of me, maybe as long as people don't fall into the obvious quarantine traps, maybe people will write slightly more unique lyrics because they've had to push. You know what I mean? Yeah, like maybe possibly, it yeah, will be trapped yeah. about like, being dumped or yeah. hating themselves. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it'll be you have to push and like, g- you know, drag mm. weird inspiration from places. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I am definitely expecting 9,000. If I was still reviewing, 9,000 new isolation. Yeah. Yeah, black EPs. metal
0: projects on one guy <laughs> on his laptop. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's coming Like, but yeah. then you're also going to see you, what what's been interesting. Like, I saw like um, Devin Townsend did a little bit of this. And yeah. Steve Vai, so I love these like kind of things where they're like, I I'm an artist. I need to engage with my yeah. fans. So they're doing this like. Live Q&A that they would have yeah. never done before I'm hoping that that becomes like a, a stable thing Oh definitely You know I think that's fabulous That you can sit and We live in an age where I can ask Steve Vai a question And yeah. he will that's, that's
1: unlimited access you know I think no, that's,
0: I think that's cool. a, a great
1: part of it you know And also because it's like Having that time that you never normally would um, Like I've been able to do quite a lot of collaborations With people I wouldn't normally mm. work with So yeah. like it's, it's good in a way Because it's like still being able to scratch that itch of making music Mm. and feeling like connected with other musicians because it
0: does it is certainly when you certainly for me if i write a riff my first instinct and this must mean that i'm a performer uh, as good as or bad as i might be is i want to play that to someone else and i want to play that to an audience it kind of songwriting very rarely does someone write a song simply for their own enjoyments there's, yeah. a lot of the time when you write and certainly as a band there's an element that you will think of how will this work in a live context what will people think you know i'm sure that when you were writing the first sort of stuff that that makes it onto albums when you play it live you go actually that middle eight needs to be three yeah. times longer because the crowd does that interaction within the crowd is essential part of the writing process right yeah
1: no definitely because and i think a lot more people will have found themselves writing more introspective music that is for themselves or mm. might not ever be released anywhere. Just, it's just there's, music for like...
0: Yeah, there's, there's, there's two kind of roads to, to, uh, to like isolation to a certain degree. There's, there's the one where the people say, well, because you're not influenced by other things, that that's going to stagnate the pool and it's going to stop you kind of having this sort of explosion of, of creativity that, you know, if you go to see someone really great on a live show the next day you probably write something good because it sparks something off. Yeah. And there's, there's an element of truth to that. There's the other side of it as well. Like I use Eddie Van Halen quite a lot as an example of this. It's that he was trying to be Jimmy Page, but then he would lock himself in his garage, learning to play the guitar, teaching himself, like you taught yourself, and eventually coming up with his own voice because there yeah. wasn't a lot of things running into it. So he created his own thing. Do you think that we've maybe lost that because of the internet because everything's so accessible that I can look up someone playing instantaneously? Yeah,
1: maybe. It's mm. difficult to it's difficult to say cuz like I know so, like well it's it's very obvious when someone's sort of used a reference for yeah. inspiration and then yeah. you can like it's a sh- sometimes it's a real shame when you can really tell. Yeah. And uh, but then a lot of bands it's like after the first release or so they tend to find their own sort of unique sounds instead of yeah just like... i
0: think th- yeah that's really interesting that you say that because i it, we, i was talking to someone else about a similar thing where sometimes bands need a little bit of time to develop their voice yeah and i don't think that you know like you know you think back to like pink floyd when they first started those first albums we're still then figuring out how they get to dark side how they get yeah. to the wall you know, very rarely do you get someone like Guns N' Roses or Nirvana which their first albums are pretty dead on, you know, uh, you don't get that and now I think that Maybe it's a little bit Less forgiving For bands to learn To become Yeah who that they is true You know It's like It's tough because people are like Their first album It's not very good Okay that's it I'm out
1: Yeah whereas like, oh, A lot of uh, Like back in the day A lot of bands You wouldn't even be Necessarily hearing about them Until they'd written a good album Whereas yeah, now yeah. yeah It's like oh They're shit They're terrible I that's hate it. them
0: And I'm out forever. And you're <laughs> yeah. like What the fuck um, It's like The, uh, the only <laughs> equivalent You can make Is that you walk up To meet someone For the first time You go Hello uh, my name's so-and-so and you go nope don't like that i am never <laughs> talking to that person again
1: and especially the internet is so brutal and like yeah. hate filled <laughs> be yeah. like just like they'll be like you could do one shit album and there will just be like nine websites already just like already oh i wish they, they, were they were dead, dead. So, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and uh, the way i see it with that type of thing is like you know i'll try and put this as like as as eloquently as i can but fuck them you know it's yeah. like it's <laughs> like it, it, there's, go- there's always going to be someone that doesn't like what you do yeah. and that's a positive because then you've got you can do what you want then you can like release whatever album you're wrong with do whatever you want imagine like someone like devin's hands just talk about devin's hands and the this the arc of the stuff that he's done yeah it's extraordinary I, I first heard about him with with vi uh, and then you know you get the whole thing uh, right the way to what he is now, Devon Townsend yeah. Project. Like, but before that, you get everything from City and, uh, and 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 all that type of thing. And his his journey is fascinating to I me. Know. And I don't see ups. Of, his arms are like you know, Ocean Machine and stuff. I like to, yeah. to to various other stuff. But he's he's had a journey. I like artists that
1: have a journey. Yeah, he's really interesting. Like books as well. There was one that was available. Yes, for free. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I like Ooh. how he's so He's always like forgive yourself just because you're not You know switching music on as a tap Every day and stuff like yeah. you can't force Creativity which yeah, is definitely yeah. true And I think a lot of people in this current mm. situation Are going to be like right I've got my recording set up I'm ready I've got my guitar I've got my voice <sighs> uh, got Where is it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah Well that's like <laughs> it's, Like we're like, like saying that that experience thing is is A real element to, to song Right uh, I can't stress that enough that you know, a lot of the times simply going to a show will give you that kind of impetus to write your own yeah. stuff and kind of go and, 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 write, and maybe write better stuff as well. You know, every time I've seen Devin, I always remember how much I laugh, which is weird. Yeah. You know, he's hilarious. He, he didn't take a bloodstock. It was one of the best things I've ever seen. So he was having a ton of tech. He was really kind of bored that everyone was waiting to see. We had a big audience on the main stage. And he—he uh, he was having a ton of technical difficulties. I mean, a ton. Every every yeah. single instrument was not playing ball, and he writes complicated music with multi sort of tiered yeah. things with many instrumentation. And at one point, he came out because it was getting so ridiculous. Like he was getting like twenty minutes over his time, and he come out and said, and just addressed the crowd. Uh, and he was like, you know, oh, um, I'm sorry, you know, this is taking so long. You know, I apologize and stuff. We'll only be able to play a quarter of our set you know, so. and stuff. And remember, he was like, you know, fair play, it happens. No one's doing it. Yeah. And he, and then someone must have given the word that we're all good to go and, and everything's going. He goes, okay. He goes, the intro tape's going to play. There's going to be some smoke coming on, and I'm going to run out. And he goes, and I want you to make a noise, like with the, the headlining band and with the biggest thing in the world. And everybody's <laughs> like everybody's like laughing. And he goes off to the side stage. Intro music tape comes on. And all the smoke goes out. And he runs out, puts his hand on the end and the guitar up like that. And everybody just went. It was the Yay. biggest roar. And I always remember laughing from from his shows. I mean, the music's fabulous, but I always remember laughing and stuff. He brings a real individuality to each one of the shows that he does. Um, And like I say, that comes a lot from, he's had a, what a journey he's had. Like, you know, you think, taken up by Steve Vai and all the guitarists out there were like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. And he had like a shaved head (laughs) with like dreadlocks going on.
1: Yeah. And that was before he had his
0: skullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he kind of does that. And people are like, who is this fucking mad scientist of metal like, you know? I just, yeah, he's an interesting story. But the point with him is he was allowed to develop. And one yeah. of the things I would ask is, is that because of the way the music industry is, is augmented? Is the and by that I mean this, that when it's all it breaks, like they do very well on YouTube and they, and they get picked up by people and they start to get uh, management and representation the impetus is when's the next song? When's the yeah, next song? Yeah. When's the next album. And that's detrimental to the writing process. Is is yeah. is that where it's born from?
1: I think it it could be. I mean, obviously, like Devin Townsend, he's he's clearly like got an incredible brain for like music because he's mm-hmm. so he's got so many like diverse sort of styles going on in there, which is and but then maybe because. He's had that sort of platform to be able to now he can just release whatever he wants. Yeah, he and it obviously he's getting bigger and bigger. One, like, yeah. yeah. But um I guess it's it's one of those as well. Like someone had faith in him in the start mm-hmm. and it's introduced more and more people to have that kind of faith. But yeah, like it'd be interesting to hear what an original devon townsend project would be like from like the first
0: i'll tell you one of the things I, it is out there steps. on youtube somewhere when 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 steve I was recruiting people um and welcome to the devon townsend podcast by the way i'll, I'll message the i'll send it to, De- <laughs> to, De- to devon is that when, he, when steve I was trying out people and he'd just come off the back of being kind of like passion and warfare and being in white snake and all that and big 80s kind of almost uh, early 90s metal he put a thing out there to say, like, you know, any vocalist, send me your tapes. And it was tapes then. Um, and I will listen to them and I'll pick for my next project, which was going to be a band. I'll pick my vocalist. And he said yeah. there was absolutely, because he was famous, there was absolutely, you know, bags and bags and bags of tapes. Yeah. And this one tape, which was Dev's, was a thing called Soundscapes or something like that. Now, yeah. it's on YouTube. I'm pretty sure you can, you can listen to this. And it's simply Dev making loads of crazy noises not singing a <laughs> sweet child of mine singing you know crazy wild noises and because of that that's where if i was like hold on that guy that's cool yeah and it's out there i would i would encourage you to listen to that like yeah <laughs> so yeah it's creativity can be quite a difficult thing i mean i think one of the things that's leveled at metal sometimes is that there's a lack of intelligence i've talked about this before that there's a perceived lack of intelligence that people think that the average metalhead is kind of is is not very well read, uh, you know, not very intelligent, and it's kind of knuckle uh, dragging across the, the ground <laughs> something. And I'm sure there's you know that every form of music has its derivative elements yeah. to it. But metal is one of those ones I feel is the, is the opposite. I believe that there's a lot of intelligent stuff, and you know, you look at Devon, you look at like you know Tool and bands like that. They're writing incredibly diverse and interesting music. I think it's probably. Uh, 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 misreported that. I think the yeah. people that, that's one of the. I would say that's one of the biggest things that people don't understand that are outside of a metal perspective. How yeah. you know? Well, how it sounds like a be. sort.
1: It sounds like a sort of Daily Mail clickbait headline, uh, yeah. isn't like.
0: <laughs> <don't> it? <did> ever. <laughs> ever And I think that. And I think that that's something that we. You know, Deb's found that holy grail of being able to play. A, a fairly niche even within metal niche music yeah and people will, will just go okay well i'm gonna buy the next Hands album that's fine you know yeah we'll definitely. Do that. so it, I, it did occur to me so you came back from japan did you go and see live music in japan
1: uh no well it
0: was already uh, was it in the, the purposes of lockdown then yeah
1: yeah sort of they'd mm. closed a lot of indoor big events already yeah. but um yeah it Obviously, it wasn't really an option. <laughs>
0: yeah, because yeah. that's one of the things that I, I, I've i never been to Japan, but I know that there is a, a weird sort of scene there as well. Yeah, like, there's, yeah, there's a great scene going on there. And it'd be, it'd be interesting to have to a window into that world, how different sorts of places have their scenes. Do you remember then going all the way back to when you were in, in the band now? Do you remember the first time you got outside of the country?
1: Yeah, because we played Metal Days in Slovenia, which was right. amazing. Yeah we went the previous year and we were like oh my god this is so good <laughs> but uh honestly it's like the oh it's just the best festival ever yeah you just, the the views are fantastic mm. you get this like ice cold lake in this boiling hot sun float down with like a beer and you get to the venue and all the stages are like quite small but big enough so like yeah. it's still quite intimate but like oh so good <laughs> but yeah and, and then we got to play there the winter version of that as well Mm -hmm. which was the complete opposite because it was like (laughs) ankle deep snow oh Mm -hmm. it was awesome but like they were they were fantastic because obviously it's it's difficult playing outside of the uk for like financial reasons yeah and it's only gonna get worse but yeah it's only gonna get worse they oh it was it was so good like they absolutely loved us there Mm because the um Especially at Metal Days, like the crowd is absolutely fantastic. Like yeah. they were just absolutely loving, them loving life. It was There's great. A, like, yeah, funny. it seems <laughs>
0: it, it seems to be with. Especially we were talking about this uh, when we're talking about festivals. Is that the 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 festival crowd going in Europe is is just ready to see whatever is presented in front of them. Yeah, they tend to the bills tend to be fairly diverse even within the metal sort of genre, and people are just going, okay, I'm going to give you three four songs let's yes. go imp- impress me and I think that's where uh, certainly the first time I experienced that was at Vacken and Vacken's a good example of that where there's like you know four or five stages yeah and it's like a little city it's like a little city people think Glastonbury's so big it's 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 Vacken's like this city it's it's incredible so when you were playing the kind of those shows and you are you doing like 20 30 minute sets type of thing
1: yeah it would have been I think it was 30 and I, I we might have had longer at the winter okay. one might have had 45 but and yeah they were kind
0: of were you kind of on sort of two fronts where you were like playing as a band but also kind of watching all these other bands and kind of seeing, yeah taking it all in be a massive sponge to this kind of oh whole, yeah it was yeah. it was
1: fantastic like um <clears throat> just the entire festival is so much fun so you just get yeah. so much out of it as well yeah and like it's a good opportunity to sort of catch up with
0: that's what happens, like that. isn't it? At Fez, you used to, you tend to it tends to be the 20, 30 minutes of playing and, and the rest is you kind of catching up with everybody else that's on their tour yeah. cycles because they've only got 20 or 30 minutes and it's like, okay, we'll go and watch this band and we'll go and watch that band and, and what have you. So how did that feel? I mean, that's a big crowd, That for Metal Day. is a pretty big, big crowd. You go from, you know, plunking around Playing Nirvana and kind of, <laughs> you know, and then all of, and then your your metal days. Did you catch yourself looking out there? You you're a front person as well. Like you you you're right at the front, right in the, in the in the jaws of it. Did you catch yourself going, "Oh
1: shit, how did this happen"? It's it's funny actually because I think because we've had like a good we've we've put the work in for like building up that sort of momentum of getting a good reputation with people because mm. we we treat every single live show as though it's like the biggest show on earth. And should, I think yeah. it, it's important to do that because it one shitty show you don't know who's there as well. Might all be I'm like, saying that is you
0: don't at, know who's filming it as well. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think, to be fair, the second I get onto stage, I, I'm not thinking at all. I'm just enjoying myself in, 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 in the, the moment. moment. Yeah, and I think yeah. a, a big part of that is because I, I don't get nervous even slightly anymore. Literally, <laughs> because everything that could have ever ever gone wrong. Yeah. On stage has happened now. Yeah. And it d- it doesn't matter. Like Yeah. It, it's one of those where you can feel stressed at the idea of everything breaking. It's all broken before. It doesn't matter. You get through it and it's funny. <coughs> like Yeah. It, it it's it's one of those and now I love that free feeling of just I love it. Yeah. I, I, there's there's I, t- there's two schools of thought, isn't it? There? There's the first yeah.
0: thought is that you realize that you're not made of glass and you can't fall over and you can't bang yeah. yourself and the basis can knock into you. And then there's the other one of, like, you've seen as bad as it can get. You've seen it when everything fucks up, yeah. when the, the, the monitors go out and all that shit. You've seen that. And it gives you this kind of massive sort of cloak of invisibility. Yeah. You see, like, you, you don't care anymore. And you can, and Laugh people it off. Yeah. People don't realize that my friend Sonny always says, you, ever remember the, you never remember the shows that go well. You only ever remember the ones that are bad. You know, never, yeah. no one's ever sitting on the tour bus going, remember that show that went really well? <laughs> no, no one remembers that And it's a powerful thing Because then you can go Listen if, nothing, if, if anything goes wrong And I'm ready for it Now we can enjoy ourselves now Now we can yes. really Kind of get, get Oh yeah done, definitely you
1: know? I've done ones where We had a power cut on stage Everything yeah. died We could only get The microphone back So we just did a shitty Sing along We had yeah. one where We were using like All the backing tracks Like completely fucked up And we had to turn it into like <laughs> Basically like Musical statues yeah. And then yeah. joke That it was just jazz there's one where we played outside and a beef like landed on my hand and I was like flipping out <laughs> but like it's one of those that like, it doesn't matter yeah in fact those <laughs> one of my favorites is we did a sort of outdoor festival in yeah. the daytime and like just before we-, we went on they were like oh could you try not to swear and I was like oh, oh God, shit. that's impossible but like we were thinking about like a few of the songs had swear words and so we were focused like all right Let's just cut that. We'll change that. Change it to like mother father. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> and then literally we went on, and I was like, "What up, motherfuckers?" I was like, oh, "Shit!" Like, <laughs> yes. it's just instantly forgotten. And then yeah. like a, every bit of banter would have been terrible because it's me. Like hello, don't swear. Don't you've swear. Had,
0: you've had your lexicon <laughs> fucked you've had your yeah. words taken out. Yeah, yeah. I, love that. I loved it, I loved it you, you kind of have to censor yourself You could always hear it Like it's funny when you hear Like I listen to obviously a lot of podcasts Off the back of, of doing this one And you can often hear when they're doing one That's meant to be family friendly And they talk to a metal musician And you can hear them almost censoring themselves to Like there's a yeah. little bit of a stutter When I first set out to do this podcast I was like there's no way I could do an uncensored version of this There's no way And I think the first guest I had on at the show just just expletives all the way through the minute yeah. i started talking to him. i was like that's kind of what we have to do here you know that's uh,
1: so it, anyway. oh god like <laughs> are there even other words Dude, I, apparently there's other words i have I, no idea but there's I other words yeah i've got an english degree and all i need <laughs> is books. so
0: <laughs> listen listen look, uh, those that don't know, know kitty kitty's a nice person yeah oh. so you shouldn't really ask nice pe- people these kind of <laughs> questions but i have to talk about something that's been brought up on the show and it's been brought up on social media when, when, when people ask the question
1: yeah
0: and it pisses me off and i'd like to, i want to get your sort of take on it um you would have seen this certainly when reviewing music that, that if female females in, in this industry and females in in bands have a quite a tough time for oh people yeah that, <laughs> that don't understand what the fuck is going on where the fuck did, did we get to where female fronted is considered a genre Oh, how God. the hell did we? How the hell did we get to here in in a metal community that I believe is tolerance and accepting of of everybody's religious beliefs and everybody's you know styles and everybody's kind of sexes and where did we? Oh, how the hell
1: did we get here, Kitty? Well, there's an interesting divide with this, definitely, and I'll speak carefully because sure, I don't want people burning down my house, Construing <laughs> <laughs> but. I, I think, for starters, there's a there's a reason why there's less women in metal, and that is because of the huge levels of sexism that you get constantly. Yeah. And uh, the kind of people that would disagree are the ones that are probably the ones doing it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the amount of shitty comments. Just derogative treatment Mm. assuming that you're shit telling you you like you get a lot of reasons to stop doing it Mm. i mean i've got balls the size of fucking mood so like (laughs) it's not gonna (laughs) stop you not afraid afraid of
0: fuck yeah anybody doesn't like kids is afraid of fuck all by the (laughs) way exactly what you want from a front person oh yeah fearless soul like you know
1: I just think it's a shame in a way because you shouldn't have to have balls the size of moons to do this. Yeah. But, yeah, and then on the flip side, you've got the, you get pigeonholed as, like, woman. Oh, look, Mm. there's a girl in the band. So, obviously, they are, like, Evanescence and Paramore. And, we like, we find ourselves on odd bills where we'll be in the middle of this, like, very serious, like, symphonic metal night and we're, like, Okay, I...
0: This yeah.
1: <laughs> fair enough. I mean, we we, we enjoy playing with a, a wild range of people because we're quite versatile anyway. Mm. But, like, yeah, it's... you. Honestly, you can't win because mm. half the... Ugh, it's, like, one of those where, as a framing thing, like, mm. obviously, if you're listening to music, everyone's got a different sounding voice. And some people do prefer, like, the sound of a female voice... Which does not mean that all women sound the same. So it's not a genre. It's like you can't exactly be comparing like OTEP and Amy Lee and being like, oh, yeah, they're both women. So like, the same. So yeah. like, it's like, I can, you know, they're not like two yeah. songs next to each other and you're like, I literally yeah. can't tell the difference between them. <laughs> so like, it's difficult because, yeah, it's obviously not a genre. And yeah. for us, like, we... we ah. It's difficult because we obviously, we play shows that have got loads of female-friended bands, and some of which, like, you know, obviously, Mm. like, look, it's got women in and we're not going to pass up a good show. Yeah. Because then that's not helping anyway, because it's like... Yeah.
0: What you're saying is, and without trying to put words in anybody's mouth, but it's like that sometimes playing those shows, because it's that, it it enables you to kind of... um, Get inside that problem, if you will And yeah. kind of backdoor so you two To go, by the way, you know, you're here to see Girls and bands and women in bands I'm here to tell you, that actually We're going to prove that that's The fact that you have to prove is absurd But it's a way in of going Fuck you, by the end of the second song You're not going to give a fuck about yeah. If there's a giraffe playing bass, it doesn't matter You know, it's, it's going to be about
1: that, you know um, And kind of the, backdoor the on that. We've definitely not played a gig where it's like Mega shitty tokeny, like yeah. oh, battle of the boobs or some shit, where it's just really like cool. yeah. you know, like really tacky. Yeah. But because at, at the same point, like you get a lot of shit because, it, like, I, I guess the majority of the gigs that we play, mm-hmm. there's like no other female band members mm-hmm. playing. Yeah. But like, it's it's the same with like uh, even in reviews, like people just find it impossible to describe. Yeah. A, a band with a girl in, without bringing up the like the fact that they're female and shit. Isn't it? Isn't that extraordinary when you think about it? You know, it's like I don't wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and go,
0: "Woman." Yeah, you don't be right any men stuff now. Like, yeah, it's like you just, you know, I just, it's, it's extraordinary, unusual to me because I've never. You know, I've never kind of my record collection over there isn't set by male and female. No, it's sorry. it's not at all. It was. What a what a weird fucking thing I to have. My like, I wanted a and, pink box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like Rob Halford's got one of the highest pitched voices I've ever heard in my <laughs> life, and uh, and then you know, it's like you know, I don't see, I, you know, I don't. It doesn't really come into my thinking. Yeah, of I think because people are trying are obsessed with pigeonhole and bands in any way they can. What's your band sound like? Okay, well, it's uh, it's Norwegian black lep- laptop metal. Early, and it's like, it's yeah. just fucking stop. Just stop. Is it it's, Music should be just, is it good and bad? It's it's as simple as that, like, you know. But do you find that then, I mean, I'm interviewing you now and I'm bringing it up, but do you feel that, you know, do, do, do you feel like something of a spokesperson as well for this type
1: of thing? Well, I, in a way, because it's I think it's one of those where, like, it's so irritating and frustrating and um, and i think one of the best ways of like looking at it in a way is if people spoke to my male band members the way that i get yes spoken, exactly that's Yeah, because like a lot of people there's like oh there's not a problem or even people who y- mm. get used to receiving it in a way yeah but like if oh god we were saying like one day we should like go up to the mail members of other bands and yes. treat them
0: in that way same, yeah ask the same questions yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like that
1: uh, just even as simple as just people being like oh there's no girlfriends allowed backstage it's like yeah i'm i'm in this band or the, the patronizing i had a, a fabulous one which was like a couple of months ago where this guy was like oh what what are you doing here and i was like oh i'm in this band he was like "Ooh, female vocalists they're just a bit
0: as a a negative
1: yeah like (laughs) why is that why is that a negative it it was so funny because i was just like okay what's a conversation and then genuinely it's the first time this has happened but like a couple of hours later he came back up to me and he was like i've just realized how rude i was i'm so sorry and it's Ah. like at least he realized but also okay or i think the worst is like when you get like genuinely nasty like people like mm. one who is like this name no names but was, was saying like oh you shouldn't play guitar on the stage and I was like oh why it's like covers too much of that lovely body oh and, and it's like I can't imagine someone saying that to oh, like oh really creepy isn't it and, yeah like oh but shit like that honestly I think oh, it's dear. difficult because genuinely it it is there's a lot of mm. there's a lot of different it themes. exists
0: yeah, oh, yes, yeah on, on, on various tiered, tiered levels. But, yeah, imagine it. Yeah, imagine if I'd started this podcast and gone, <laughs> for, those that, for those that can't see, Kitty has, like, uh, pink hair. Yeah. Um, imagine if I'd started with that. Oh, your hair looks nice. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, imagine if bag? I – I wouldn't say that if I was in, 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 interviewing your drummer. I wouldn't be oh, like no, – oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that because it's not fucking – it's not relevant. It's not of that. <laughs> just – Yeah, I mean – I think to always put a positive spin on it. I think as well, though, the the fact that you are doing that, that you are, there's there's, I I we, we talked about this a lot on the podcast, and we we talked about the conference as well about uh, women being feeling more comfortable at a show. Oh so my I, god! Yeah, yeah. I put out a thing where I was like, I was talking to a, to a girl, and I was like, why why don't you come to shows? Is it a transport thing? Is it a money thing? Do you know about the show? And she was like, honestly, I go to don't go to shows because I don't feel comfortable. And I was like, what comfortable wearing, uh, you know, a metal t shirt going to? And she was like, no, no, no. That I feel that I would be objectified by by the male people going to that show, and or I would be in some kind of personal harm. Yeah. And I'm like, as someone who fights really, really hard against. People being feel uncomfortable in any situation, being socially awkward and anxious or anything like that, in at a show. I fight very hard about that because, fucking
1: hell, the the a metal show should be the one place yeah. where you should feel comfortable. You know, I've, I've had a lot of gigs ruined genuinely because of groopy pervs that think they can get away with it, and it just, yeah, it absolutely ruins that. Because like yeah. I I would go to shows constantly, yeah. and even now, like there's been times where I'm just like. It, it, it ruins it, it soils the entire night because yeah, some yeah. people think they can get away with it. Yeah. And it's just, it's not acceptable whatsoever. Like, and it, like that needs to absolutely change. And mm. the good thing is in a lot of these cases is like, you know, that you're surrounded by mainly good people because mm. you call someone out on that and they yeah. will get shit kicked out of them like they deserve. Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: yeah. Well, you, you're seeing that now. The, the <clears throat> tide is very much changing now. Yeah. I believe it is. You'll see. You know, famous bands will call out someone being molested in the crowd or treated uh you know or in some way or, or any kind of thing like that is is kind of jumped on almost straight away by a lead singer will point yeah. someone out and they will get them out and um, it seems to me now there's a, a wonderful tolerance building up within the community as well that's existing uh, as well you must have seen elements of that so sort of green oh, yeah, at that beginning. and what's great is that because of you being there and and, and and simply getting up there and playing your show and going, fuck all this, I just want to play good metal and you're here to enjoy good metal. There'll be women out there to go, you know what? I it, The tides are changing now. I yeah. will feel more comfortable at, at a show. And like you say, yeah, it's unfortunate that you have to be a woman doing that to, to help other women understand that, that, that that's, that's yeah. a safe place to be. But it's necessary in order to to move forward into a place where these type of things should be taken off the table you know and completely you know taken out of the conversation yeah maybe maybe they never will but we're definitely seeing that the older mentality is dying it is it is dying now and uh, the more that
1: we take steps to like call people out on their shit Mm. and just like i'm really lucky that my bandmates are so like excellently like we laugh so much about the sexism because it's the only way to to like get through but like oh my god just in general the Mm. the the general lack of kind of like oh don't ask the girl about the technical issues and stuff yeah and just like anything like that and it's always like they'll like actively there was one that uh an unnamed band borrowed some of our gear okay and then it, it just ended up business this constant Like they kept Referring to it just like I need to speak to the technical Manager anytime I was trying to like Explain <laughs> anything to them And oh, then dear. when they used my Amp I would put it on Stage and they were like oh do you need a hand or anything I was like oh no I've got it on now cheers and he was like oh I meant With the settings and he just like what? Oh <laughs> You're <yes. laughs> just like what do you think I do each gig? I just stand there going, "I'm waiting for a man to
0: help me." <laughs> wow, that's because because what you listen, you know, uh, these these are ridiculous situations. These are ridiculous. Yeah, and, it's and, common, and, but it, it happens. And I think that talking about them, you know, sunshine is the best you know, antiseptic. It's the best yeah. cure. We need to bring these things out. There'll be some guys sitting listening to this podcast who go, "What the fuck." <laughs> Someone's done what? There was like I I was speaking to Andrew O'Neill on a podcast a while back, and and one of his friends was a a, a girl who wanted to to take up bass. So she goes to go. Okay, well I really like playing the bass. I'm going to go to a guitar shop. I'm going to buy a bass and you know and learn to play the bass, which is a totally happens every day. So she goes to the uh, to the guitar shop and she's treated so badly. Yeah. Oh, look at you playing the bass. Like, look okay. at look at the monkey doing a little dance, and you're like, yeah, basically. And you're like, that's. And she didn't buy that bass because of. And that's we've lost a songwriter now. We've guess, lost someone right. that could kind have of wrote a the rift there because of this male perspective. That you know, look at that. Isn't it cute that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and literally, you're like, like, oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, and and but I think talking about it, like, hopefully there'll be there'll be guys out there that will this will give them all I ever wanted. The reason I bring this up is I want to give the, the those people and and let's be fair as well. There are some women out there that will 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 do elements of this as oh, well. Yeah, you yeah. know, you, you need to you fight, be up the there.
1: fight yourself as well. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you get a sort of the being instantly disliked by women because for some reason women don't like women which is sexist in itself come on girls fucking stick up your sisters <laughs> yeah, it's
0: true. but the reason <laughs> i bring this up is because i hope it does give those people with the, with sexist and misogynistic beliefs that they go hold on when i'm talking to, to kitty i'm gonna talk to her i'm not gonna be like you know talking about what she's wearing <laughs> or yeah and they'll give that pe- person a moment of pause that's yeah. all we can ever hope that, that we do here you know and it's gonna be you know it's going to be a constant battle. You know, oh, yeah, it's never going to end. But it's just interesting to get your take on it because I've only recently, it, it's, co- it's come up with people talking about it, where they've asked my opinion on it. You know, what do you think about yeah. it being, female fronted <laughs> being seen as a genre? And I'm like, it's it's absolute. You know what? There's two sorts of rules that Metal brought in and I'd like to keep those rules. And one of them is is that if you fall down in the pit, someone picks you up. If you fall down, someone picks you up. Yeah. And I think that's a great rule. But there's the, also the, the other rule of metal sees no colour, sees no... Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't... All I care about, yeah, I'll tell you what I will rip your band for. If you, they're not heavy or they're not good, then yeah. it's fucking, I'm coming for you then. You know, then, yeah. then I'm going to say, that's it. That's the only, that's the only line. That's good? it, though. Yes or no.
1: That's like, I, th- I think for me, the... I've, I've been asked quite a few times about the the term, like, female fronted and metal. And I mm. think for me, it's one of those, like, it's it's not a fitting thing, but also it is not the biggest problem for women in bands by yeah. any stretch. And it, what, it's one of... What
0: begs the question, what is, Kanker?
1: Uh The just general sexism that's wow. completely pervasive. And it, it's one of those, like, you, you can get by... But it is, wow. it's definitely, it's definitely there. And I think uh, people are always shocked unless they're a female in a band <laughs> when you talk about yeah, this sort yeah. of stuff. But it is important. And I'll say it like, keep positive because I'm not going to let it stop me. But yeah. I think, I think a big thing for me is I it makes me more sort of furious in a way to do it. Because mm-hmm. I still remember when I was younger and picking up guitar, that there's this big ad in metal hammer and it had a girl playing guitar like kicking ass and i was like oh that's so good mm-hmm. and then i noticed she had big fake nails on and i was like okay. that's that's fucking bullshit because you can't play guitar with fake <laughs> nails and it, true, it true. bugged me to the core because i was mm-hmm. like that's not even real that's like a that's a mm-hmm. fake scenario and I, like yeah it just really made me want to be that person but not ah. the pretend model that they've like obviously yeah. hired <laughs> to yeah, do something yeah. like that
0: that's but no. interesting yeah because they they're obviously in with one sort of that's as ad- aimed at sort of one direction but yeah you, know, you got what you got from that was something far more anarchistic and far more yeah. kind of like that's fucking that doesn't represent
1: me yeah
0: you know it was I mean? one of those
1: of like that should be perfect but you know it's fake so it's yeah. like what <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> why I'm, the ha- fuck not <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i just think it's extraordinary that even now, we're, the, the, these are some of the concepts and some of the things that we're, we're rallying against. Yeah. You know, it's, it seems extraordinary to me. Oh, but yeah. then you get know, over it, guys. Come on, yeah, it's like, it's
1: like well late into the game. <laughs> do you
0: know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's like we're, we're, I think uh, if, I, if I could say this, if it could kind of close the door on that, yeah. is I'd say I think that it is something that is changing now. Yeah, it yeah. is. It just it just is, and I think that some of the the that old thinking is dying. Is 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 is, is, is kind of going now. And we're, we're to a place now where you sh- a band should be judged if they're just fucking good or not. and and yeah, exactly. that's it. And that's all it should. Oh mention. yeah,
1: and it, it, the tide is certainly everyone's sound. Like it's 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 a small but importantly mm. shit like sort of. Yeah crowd yeah. that are like that but the vast majority are wonderfully supportive and yeah. couldn't give a flying fuck about whether or not someone may or may not have a vagina or whatever <laughs> yeah it's
0: like fucking hell just you know what i mean what the fuck why is this even, no. why are we talking about this yeah it's something that comes up so you know it is something that you know we need oh, no. to, to, to talk about but it, like, yeah let's let's put that to one side. <laughs> if we look if we look going forward now so where are we with with your band Nova Crow, where do we are kind of like for your plans hopefully when, when we come out of this like <laughs> what's
1: the short and the slightly longer term plans for yourselves then well obviously we've had to kind of scratch through our calendar of mm-hmm. what the fuck yeah. on it, but we're definitely working on a new album and it should kick ass and well it I can't really give a time frame because yes. it might be a while till we can actually record but maybe we can be Looking at other means of doing Sort of recording hmm. But um, we'll make sure we get content up as well To keep people satisfied For the time being <laughs> um, The vultures yeah. But, but yeah that's it I feel like we cursed everyone by accident By saying oh well we're going to take about a time out To record and then everyone had to take time out As well for some reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But, It's um, weird isn't it The bands need to think that they have to keep up They have to stay in the public light All the yeah. time I, I, I come from a, a time when uh, what would happen is a band would go on tour of the back of an album, and then they would literally disappear, almost yeah. disappear. So like ACDC would disappear or Metallica would disappear, and then they would serve as kind of like so and new album. Like, like fucking hell, are they still alive? Are they still going? Yeah. And I love that, but now it's so like, different. You know, now you don't yeah. post
1: for like two months, and then you post. Yeah. One person going to see that, so yeah. Now we we'll just keep up keep up a steady stream of stuff because we deliberately probably in a good way sadly it's like we stopped taking gig offers unless Mm. they were like you know like every once in a while Mm. so like it's probably better because we didn't have to cancel tons and tons and tons of gigs which would have sucked we've only missed out on and like a decent smattering and hopefully they can be like rescheduled and stuff but um Normally it would have had a far more detrimental effect on us. It was just that we like, we'd specifically, because mm. we've all got jobs and it's difficult to like, you know, find the time if you're gigging mm. in the, and working and having human time as well. <laughs> human, human time. Yeah. You've got to factor it in, in
0: your calendar. Yeah. 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 I think one of the things that I think you do really well, and it's uh, quite a lot of successful bands do really well, is that you choose your gigs very carefully. Yeah. Like a lot of bands will just go play anywhere all the time. And I always say to bands, I often ask like my opinion from, from bands about like, well, what should we do next? And, and, yeah. and from a management point of view. And I've always said you should always think about why you're playing a your show. Yeah. I mean, not if. Do, why should you play a show? What are you, Not even just so much financially, what you're getting from it, but also, yeah. you know, what are you, why, why do that show? Is it just because, you know, someone's put a show on? Yeah. It's like, doesn't work like that. You know, it should be a case of we're doing it because it, it it will lead us to something else it will help us as a band you shouldn't just play every single show that's out there no, you know it's,
1: it's true and like we we've, we've definitely done that in the past which is re in a way like at points it is really useful to do that because yeah. it's like attrition of like getting your name out there yeah yeah but um yeah like it's a shame because we'll be missing some really good shows out, but we're hoping that that means more excellent opportunities will come up when we're all allowed to go out and play again. <laughs> yeah.
0: we're, we, can, we, can, we can only hope. We yeah. can only hope. Like, you but
1: know, Otherwise, going to keep recording and mm. getting stuff out there in general. Going to keep a, keep a little music sandwich on the go. <laughs>
0: Just to keep you along, keep you going along. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Listen, we've got nearly like what an hour and fifteen. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about all the stuff that we talked about last <laughs> night. We'll probably get. We'll probably get. Kitty on again, uh, dear listeners, and, 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 and go to some. There's probably some other stuff, but for the time being, like wow, fantastic, Kitty. yeah, oh, you know, thank you. Awesome. Thank you for having so me. For no, no, more than welcome. Like <laughs> Kitty, there, really, really good conversation. We're definitely going to have uh, Kitty on again because we there's loads of stuff we talk about. We talked afterwards, as often happens with these podcast shows is that I talk for 30-40 minutes after I kind of stop recording an in inverted commas and they're always really interesting stuff so I think we'll probably get Kitty back on I would suggest checking out a band as well as do some really really good example of how to present yourself, really good example of what kind of a band enjoying themselves more than anything else. I've yet to see them on stage which I'm really really looking forward to when we get back out of this sort of whole thing which looks as though it's going to continue for a while now all I can say is that I'm going to offer up as best uh, content as I can find and best sort of interviews that I can can find and I think that will be interesting to you. To you. Uh, as always though, you know we, uh, we will see each other at the show, however that looks, however long, long that takes, we will see each other at the show. thanks very